Before we begin, I just want to apologize for not uploading for the past week. I have been busy, Liz has been busy, and it's just been very hectic for both of us. I have just moved to a new place and finally got Wi-Fi this weekend. I'm sorry for not informing any of you, it's just been so hectic. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm still having a hard time with the YouTube uploading, so please be patient with that, but we hope you enjoy this episode. We certainly did enjoy making it. internet and welcome to another episode of inspecting the unexpected my name is melinda and i'm liz if you want to know how this works one of us discusses a weird phenomenon and then at the end we debate if it's a sham mayhap or substantial and if you're not sure what that means it means fake maybe real or definitely real and just to say in earlier episodes sorry if anyone thinks when i said weak-minded person as like a mean thing i really did not i meant it as a joke anyway how are you doing liz I'm doing great, doing great. So for today's episode, we'll be definitely needing to sage the room. Okay, afterwards. So if some listener transgression is advised, I have to say this because it's going to be a little darker. Literally, it's just literally a sentence I say. So today we are talking about a creepy club lodge that is now thought to be haunted. Now, when we think of the country Ireland, what do you think of Liz? Big green fields. And that's about all I know about Ireland. <laughs> For me, I think of kind country folk and sheep. <laughs> well, little did you know, Liz, that up in Dublin Mountains, there laid a dark past that is said to still be haunted on the grounds to this day. Mm. The Hellfire Club. Nice. Yeah, you look, that's kind of cool, right? This was a commonly known phrase for an upscale club, especially ones that would make fun of God, the scriptures, and religion, and Satan. Like, it, they would, like, the first one ever made, they would do it on Sunday. They'd dress up for, like, as biblical characters. Uh-huh. And then, like, eat food. Like, like, one of them, I think, was called Holy Ghost Pie. Okay. And then I think, like, the other one, Satan's Blood, was their punch. And they just, yeah, they just be making fun of it, of the it's, whole it's religion. Like sarcastic atheist. Yeah. <laughs> it was like blas- it was like blasphemy on steroids. That's yeah. kind of hilarious. It is. And it was those like upscale people. But the most commonly known uh, Hellfire Club lives on Montpellier Hill, looking over Dublin. On this hill, there was an ancient passage grave with stones mounted on top so it was a grave that is believed to be from the neolithic times which would be about twelve thousand years ago huh? today and what's it called apparently my brain's just not working today i'm sorry and it's like start it's like the stone ages so okay. lots of like from cavemen to stone age kind of Okay. Situation. So, in 1725, William Speaker Collally made a stupid decision. He was a wealthy man and wanted to build a hunting lodge. And where did he make the lodge? Right next to the ancient grave. Smart. Right. Smart man. Where he destroyed the mound of stones and is rumored, and is rumored to use some of the grave standing stones as a lintel for his fireplace. Ah, so he literally used the grave to help build his, his lodge. Yeah, <laughs> freaking lodge. So right off the bat, 
not the best situation. Bound it to be haunted. Oh yeah, he he asked he asked for that. <laughs> yeah. So shortly after the completion of the lodge, the wooden roof was blown off during a storm, to which the locals see as a sign of aggravation of the spirits for destroying their mound and disrupting the peace. The roof was replaced with a stone roof that remains there to this day. So what happened in this Irish Hellfire Club? After Apollo died, the lodge was sold. It became a meeting for the club we know of today. It was founded in 1735 by Richard Parson, first Earl of Rose, I think. Ro- Ross. Rose. It, okay. It's R-O-S-S-E. Hmm. Ross, so, probably. Yeah. I'm going to say Rose because it's fun to say. You're <laughs> such an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I'm not Tony <laughs> Who was known actually for dabbling in black magic. Huh. Uh, another founder was James Warsdale, a portrait painter and an actor. So, you know, he was terrible. Definitely Satanist, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so not much is known about the organization. It was known to have wealthy and important men and an atmosphere of evil and immoral acts. Their members met across Dublin at first, engaging in unholy activities with debauchery involving alcohol and sex. And they would also have lots of prostitutes, I believe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. They slowly moved to the lodge on Montpellier. I'm lying. Freaking my we should find like a translation. Mont or Montpellier. Montpellier. Hill. I should know how to say this. Most of my family's from Irish descendants. Irish and Scottish. In British. I'm very white. Is it spelled like this? Yes. Okay. Okay. Come on. I'm gonna move on. Montpelier. Montpelier? Montpelier. Okay. The secrecy around the club created a suspicion that the members were Satanists and devil worshippers. The president was named the King of Hell and would dress like Satan with hooves, horns, and wings. Interesting. Yeah. The members were also set to prepare a seat for the devil, encouraging him to join. Yeah, they're creepy. We're going with some bad juju here. Right. Rumors of the club started to formulate around Dublin, hearing stories of dark acts of black masses. And if you're wondering what a black mass was, I did too, so I looked it up. <laughs> it is when you use the term mass as a satanic rit- cult ritual, mocking the Roman Catholic Church and God. Huh. So, like, they use it as more of a... Making- so versus a, a Catholic mass, which is like a meeting. Mm-hmm. And they, but with black mass, it's yeah. a meeting. For the devil. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was also speculated that they would sacrifice cats and even servants in their lodge. Ooh. It was also said that they engaged in cannibalism to where people believed they sacrificed and consumed a servant girl. So it is. The locals say that the lodge was put on fire in order to enhance the hellish atmosphere multiple times. So, like, it was in, it got caught on fire multiple times. And they believe it was from the disgraced grave to the supposedly satanic rituals that were going on. Hmm. Although the stories get darker, the best-known story of the Hellfire Club is when one and only devil supposedly appeared. 
The legend goes that a stranger joined the club for a game of cards one evening. All of a sudden, the players dropped the card on the floor. Then he went to, down to get it, and he saw a pair of clothes where the, the stranger sat. So they believe he was the devil. Interesting. Yeah. And so apparently to this story, it was a good thing they spared a chair for him. <laughs> okay. Another tale talks of a young man who was curious in the meetings these Hellfire Club members participated in. As he got to the lodge, they invited him in to witness their mass and night activities. He was found the next day wandering the mountain. The young man was said to remain speechless, so pretty much, I think, dumb for the rest of his life. And he was not even, he did not even remember his own name. Wow. Yeah. So, the next story makes me sad because it gives an example of the bad rap that black cats have. Yeah. Don't go kill your, the black cats in neighborhoods, please, during Halloween. It's stupid. You're just, you're just killing an innocent animal. But another young man wanted to see what was happening at the lodge. The next morning, he was found dead. Hmm. So the local priest and the host the young man was staying at, like, place, the host of, I think it's understandable, went to inspect the Hellfire Club to see what happened. When they got to the lodge, they saw a banquet set up and a black cat prowling the room. Although the cat was huge and its ears were in the shape of thorns, the priest immediately started performing an exorcism. He was lucky to have holy water on hand. The beast started to tear apart. But outside, the host was found lying on the ground, his face and neck deeply scratched with by claws. Huh. Although the Hellfire Club declined after burning the lodge to which they relocated, although through time it was disbanded in 1760. So there was finally a fire that, like, was really bad, So and it destroyed a lot of the club, so they had to leave. <laughs> and they just disbanded in 1760. And... That was the end of that. But it was revived in 1771, and some repairs to the building were made. But it only lasted another 30 years, with the building becoming worn again in 1798. And not really anyone has been inside it since, and it's still empty to this day. The building is open to the public today, and people do visit it. There are YouTube videos of people investigating the abandoned lodge. When people enter, they feel an eerie feeling. And somehow had their own experiences with spirits. Could they be demons? Summoned to the lodge by the satanic worshippers of the club? Could they be spirits of the Neolithic dead? Disgusted by their graves being disturbed in the immoral acts of the club? What do you think, Liz? Well, I think when you're doing that kind of activities, you're definitely inviting some some serious... Bad <laughs> So, it is a lot of hearsay. Right. Story. Uh, that's a lot of hauntings have that. Um, yeah. And it's, there's cases where people feel like, well, they're in there, they're being communicated in some ways. Some people feel like they need to get out. Some people just feel a very uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> and it's said to be haunted, as I said earlier in the video. To me, I could see it as a possibility. This whole thing is more mayhap to me. Sure. Because it is a hearsay. No one really knows for sure it did happen a few hundred years ago. And we don't have any real documented things of what happened there. Yes, there were supposedly people who were traumatized when they went in there. Mm -hmm. And supposedly they were, I guess there could be somewhere uh, of 
documents of people being dead. <laughs> yeah. But the servants wanted up if there would be any documentation because no one documented anything about servants. Oh. Well, like, they kind of did, but they didn't really care if they died. Mm-hmm. No one really missed their, missed their servant dying. They were like, oh, that sucks. And then they go get another one. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if it does happen, I can definitely see it being super haunted. Yeah. I can see why there's a lot of different fires. I think already with it being in the Neolithic gravesite mm-hmm. and already destructing the Neolithic gravesite. By the way, that's fucked up. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> right. But it really sounds like you probably didn't know it was a gravesite. It possibly. Uh, I feel like go back then, you probably would know. Eileen Warren may have to possibly just hearsay, so a little bit of sham when it comes to satanic stuff. Yeah, it definitely could be, because I definitely do think people do crazy crap like that. Yeah. It happens all the time. But, like, the cat thing? I don't believe that. (laughs) No, no, I don't think the cat was really a devil in disguise. No. And, you know, it sounds like... They like cut its ears to make it look like the yeah, but it was also huge, so that's the part. Or like, big I mean, cats back then. Yeah, but they didn't have it in fucking Dublin. So for me, it's more that one was like a tough one, like a hearsay. Yeah, one. It, it, that's the hardest thing about. So like, unexplained phenomena, I usually can get on board with. Mm-hmm. This isn't as unexplained phenomena. Like it is technically because weird things go on there. There aren't really that many stories of the hauntings now because no one really visits it there. Yeah. Like, people visit it, but if they don't, like, let's say, like, a Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. You have lots of stories of that. Or, actually, no, Stanley Hotel has been shown that that's more of a fake than real. Let's give an example of the Queen Mary. Right. There's been so many examples of hauntings there, so it's a little bit harder to just wave your hand. But there's barely any stories of the haunting at this place. Gotcha. But it's, it's more of when people enter it, they feel eerie, they don't feel safe. And that, that definitely means that it had a lot of bad energy there. Mm-hmm. And that could be from possible satanic rituals, sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And then it also could be just from literally building a lot, a hunting lodge where a grave should be. And yeah. using their grave, like that's why I actually believe in like curses. Yeah, like Egyptian curses, because like, why move the body? Why do we get random bodies that have been buried and then put them on display? I don't understand. Yeah. So I think it's more, it could be a hunting from the Neolithic. Okay. Grave. But so to me, I'm more on the mayhap to a little bit sham on this one. What do you think, Liz? I'm going to go with substantial, like oh. a bl- small bit of mayhap. Oh. I, I definitely... You know, there's a lot of satanic clubs that are out there, and it's nothing new. So, I, you know, I can definitely vibe with that happening. Yeah. And with all of the weird spirits that are going on, people showing up dead or missing. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the full of that sort of thing being created. So, yeah. I'm going to go with, yeah. Well, like, the Neolithic haunting, probably not as much. Oh, we're opposites, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're mixing it up today. Yeah. So, I, I, I feel, you know, that definitely could be part of it, because definitely sacred ground is sacred ground. Yeah. But um, they kind of created their own problem, is what I feel like. 
Yeah, I, I can see that too. Like, I, I can, that's why I say worse with mayhap than share. And it's for me, it's just because it's so, so much of hearsay. Right. Anything. Because, well, the thing is, is that most of the stories came from locals. Right. From legends and stuff. And people being like, oh, did you know this happened? That happened? Yeah. And a lot over the years, that turns into just tall tales. And, yeah. Oh, there's just a creepy house up there and someone wouldn't make it sound interesting. Yeah. It's like in the, where I used to live, we used to live there too, that abandoned house. Right. People say, oh, the reason why it's abandoned, what happened was a man came in on his wife cheating on him and he killed both her and the man she was cheating with and then he killed herself. Hmm. That's supposedly the legend behind it, but actually it was just an abandoned house. Like, yeah, people just didn't want to live there anymore. It, that's the part where I'm like, maybe, <laughs> yeah, it, it can happen. But I'm not as supportive of it. If you guys have all these opinions on it, if you live in Dublin and you know anything about it, let us know. That'd be dope, even though I doubt anyone in Dublin will be listening to this. <laughs> but not yet, anyway. Right. How famous yet? <laughs> we'll be it. <laughs> we will be. Just you wait. But um, please rate and share this podcast. It's going to really help us growing. And we upload every Sunday. Mm-hmm. If you want to support us, go follow our Instagram and Twitter. You can DM us any of your paranormal experiences and even any feedback you have about the episode and what you believe. And on YouTube, you can do the same thing, but you're going to most likely be more heard if you DM us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on YouTube channel, definitely comment us what your thoughts are about yeah. this. Anything else you want to say, Liz? We also have a TikTok. Yes, we also have a TikTok. We're going to try to upload there more. I hope you have a great day, great week, and we both hope that you stay, stay substantial. substantial.